0: you have Julian on the Brown Note on Radio Northern Beaches and a review of Bad Times at the El Royale. It came out at the end of last year, but I completely missed it. It came out of a bit of a whimper, really. Uh, didn't make any money at the box office. A bit obtuse, maybe. It's the directorial debut from Drew Goddard, who's uh, worked in TV up until now and has a very impressive cast. It basically centres on... Well, it's been called very much a, a post-Tarantino movie, which it is. There's lots of elements in it that we would regard as being uh, post Tarantino. Uh, this time it centres on the El Rio El Royale Hotel, uh, which is on the border of California and Nevada, to the point where there's a line going through the middle of the hotel, which means you can buy alcohol on one side of the hotel and gamble on the other, and so on. It's um, quite a quite a juicy setup. And uh, some nefarious, well, not nefarious types, but some uh, three people arrive at the hotel. Jeff Bridges as a priest, uh, Cynthia Erivo as a singer, and uh, John Hamm from Mad Men, who initially is a salesman, but we come to realise is uh, working for the FBI under J. Edgar Hoover. And the place is empty, and its um, concierge takes ages to appear. We find out why later, and it's pretty dark. Um, it's basically a hotel that had been had seen glory days in the past, but as we find out in the opening, when John Hamm is revealed to be a, a federal agent, he's actually in the um, honeymoon suite, recovering all the FBI's um, surveillance equipment. So he, uh, he used to have a lot of well-to-do celebs and stuff staying there, and they'd record them all. Um, when they're up to no good and obviously blackmail them, but then it comes. He realizes that the um, all of the rooms have double two-way mirror, well one-way mirrors on the on the walls, and behind that is a track with a camera set up. So he finds out that the uh, concierge has actually been filming people when they've been having these illicit liaisons, filming celebrities and politicians and so on, and either selling them as pornography or using them for blackmail. Uh, and that's the owners of the hotel who never make an appearance and we don't learn who they are there's just some other entity um so all these three move in uh, and it's very clear that they're, you know there's more going on with the priest obviously he's not a priest I mean I don't think that ever crosses your mind when you're watching it uh, that he's going to be a priest but um, into the mix is thrown uh, Dakota Johnson as well who turns up with uh, a young woman tied to a chair she's kidnapped um and i won't i won't divulge the information because it comes through in drips as we go but she's sort of like the last new arrival her and her compadre at the uh, hotel and john ham sees what's going on in each room uh you know that there's going to be some like the whole thing opens with um a guy checking into the hotel 10 years previously and hiding a bag of money under the floorboards and promptly being murdered so you kind of know that the the Bridges characters come back for this money after, after so many years, but a lot of the other characters also have stuff going on as well. Uh, and as things progress, it all gets a bit nasty quite quickly. Uh, one thing I really liked about this film is that it takes so long in its setup. It's a really classy post Tarantino film. The main three characters all get like twenty five minutes or so alone, virtually. Where we get to know who they are and where they've come from, and they have these long lyrical passages that um, flash back to their previous lives, or or where we just spend time with them, learning to know who they are, which I really liked. It's very unusual in this kind of film. You sort of hit with everyone on the head at once, and this sort of went. Here's Darlene, the the character. Here's um, Jeff Bridges' character, and here's uh, John Hamm's character, and they all got long periods of time. And so did Dakota uh, Fanning's character, Dakota Johnson. She turns up everywhere at the moment. Um, They all sort of have these nice, breezy passages where we get to know who they are and then, uh, of course, in the midst of a terrible storm, as is always the way, everything comes to a head uh, with regards to finding the money and the way the characters interact with each other going off badly. Uh, there's one other element to the film as well which is Chris Hemsworth for the the marquee name perhaps is a cult leader in this so very I mean there are elements to this if you're going to say post-Tarantino it's ironic I think that the 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 latest Tarantino film once upon a time in Hollywood which I gave 9.5 out of 10 it's my favorite film of the year so far lots of really interesting films coming out at the moment too. Um but it's interesting that that film is only set a few years before this film so it's actually closest culturally to the Tarantino film and the uh, Hemsworth character has a bit of the Charles Manson about him as well and also the music as well it's a very jukebox friendly film with lots and lots of excellent music and I noticed that the box tops turn up in this film and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and so does um, Hush by Deep Purple which I played last time on the show. Uh, that turns up in both films, um, and the soundtrack album to this is really, really good. We get probably three songs, which are sung by the actress Cynthia Erivo as a cappella. Almost the entire song is sung all the way through by her. She does amazing work. Uh, this is really a film about writing and craft. It's beautiful to look at, even though it's a limited environment, and the performances are all really strong. Jeff Bridges has never been bad. He's excellent here. He plays um, a more complicated character than you expect from the first time you see him. Um, John Hamm's great at the start as well. We don't get that much of him after that, um, but that is just basically the opening of, of the opening half hour of the film. Um, I was really impressed by Cynthia Erivo. She's the one that has caused Piers, Mo- Bro- uh, Piers Morgan to lose his chips. Because she's supposedly the female 007. It should be pointed out that in the next Bond movie she isn't James Bond. She's supposed to be taking over the role of 007 after James Bond retires as far as we know so far. But she really impressed me because I saw her in two films virtually back to back. Last year's Widows which was hugely acclaimed and this film she plays completely different Americans she's I think she's from London but she plays two Americans that are very very far apart she plays a very bullish punkish street tough in Widows and in this film she plays a really demure soul singer and she's brilliant in it she's a definite watch for the future because she can she's so malleable in what she does and she's really strong and and a great written character here as well her and Jeff Bridges are undoubtedly the two stars of the show I did wonder about the Chris Hemsworth character in this, he's uh, introduced late into the fray after he's sort of mentioned in the background but they don't make as much in the way of character development for him. He's kind of more of a stock cult character and given the depth of the other characters I felt it was a tiny bit jarring when he entered the fray, it made the movie more exciting but I'm not sure that it was... Um, I, th- I felt like it jarred a little bit with the other characters because he just sort of appears and takes over. Um, it is If if you like the idea of it, I think you're going to like the movie a lot because it's not guff. It's it's really classily chipped away at and, and polished. Everything's polished about it. it. It just looks great. It sounds great. And the performances are very, very strong. So I'm, going to, uh, I'm not going to do a massive review on this because it's a year old and about on um, other media sources by now. And it's well worth catching. If you like the sound of it, you'll love it. So I'm going to give Bad Times at the El Royale, which I think is a consummately strong, well-written debut for Drew Goddard, 8 out of 10 but I think if you like the sound of it and you like that kind of movie you'll love it a lot more than that I've seen it a few times now and I, I don't get bored of it it's very long but it's kind of you you kind of want it to be because it's so classy and it's all about the characters one-on-one to, it's not an action film it's about the characters one-on-one talking with each other and you're gleaning more and more about them so it's welcome to hang around for as long as it does about two hours twenty minutes Um, So, yeah, it's a great film, I thought. 8 out of 10 for Bad Times at the El Royale and a good start from Drew Goddard. This is uh, from the film I was just talking about. I should have got something from the... um